0: Welcome once again to Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End chat Everything about Glasgow's West End and the surrounding area My name's Jim Byrne and the Pat in the title is Pat Byrne And this is episode 69 In this episode, Pat chats to Emily Cut ...who is the chair of The Children's Wood... ...a project in Glasgow's West End... ...which she initiated and has campaigned for ever since. Emily's an enthusiastic advocate of the importance of wild spaces... ...and outdoor play for children. And she's just released a book entitled... ...The Dear Wild Space... ...Green Spaces, Community and Campaigning. She'll be talking about it at I Write this Saturday, 31st of March... And the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall. But before then, of course, she's chatting to Pat, so she'll be telling you a bit about the background to the book and the book itself and lots of other stuff related to Glasgow West End. So without further ado, let's uh, jump into our living room and enjoy Pat chatting with Emily Cutts.
1: Has come to see me today. Hi, Emily. Hello. Um, I've known Emily, well, I've not, I wouldn't say I've known, but we, we know each other through the West End Festival. That's right. And um, Emily is one of the people who has done a massive amount of work at uh, North Kelvin Meadow and Children's Wood. And now she's got a book all about that, and it's in I write this year. So we're going to talk about... The book's called The Dear Wild Place. That's a lovely name, isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah. I feel it reflects Glasgow and Glasgow's Glasgow's hidden places
1: Mm -hmm. uh, quite well. Absolutely. And thanks for bringing me a copy. And I just, I, I had seen the cover... On online, mm-hmm. um, and I thought, oh, that looks gorgeous. But it's even nicer actually when you when you see it. And it's got a nice feeling. The book, It oh, like the, the feeling of that. That, well, no, looks lovely. So well done. And and that I'll look forward to to reading it, Thank Emily. So um, do you want to say tell tell us a wee bit
2: about how you 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 came to write the book and the background? Yeah, sure. So. Um I got asked to write the book a couple of years ago, actually, by my uh, friend Carol Craig, who is the CEO of the Centre for Confidence and Wellbeing. Um, Carol's written a number of books about Glasgow. She's written The Scots Crisis of Confidence, which was her sort of seminal book, looking at um, the issues in West Coast Scotland and how we seem to have a crisis in um, confidence. She's since then written Hiding in Plain Sight... The Great Takeover and a few other books and I worked for Carol back in for for about for a long time actually uh, as a psychology researcher and during that time um, learned about a lot of different theories um, that I feel are reflected in our dear world space the Mm -hmm. North Kelvin Meadow Mm -hmm. and the Children's Wood Mm -hmm. and so Carol had approached me about writing one of these books as part of the postcards from Scotland series Mm -hmm. that they organise and um, so it took quite a long time to actually get it done um, just because life is so busy with children and with um, the community work mm-hmm. that I'm doing but I managed to to get it done in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope it reflects some of those ideas but also what we've been doing in our, our community locally.
1: Yeah, I looked at the, um, the website for... Postcards, postcards from Scotland. From, postcards from Scotland. From Scotland. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely, and I really, I,
2: I was quite amazed at the range of they've got. A lot, quite a lot of books. Yeah, they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's such a good range from. There's John Carnahan, who um, was very influential in reducing crime rates in Scotland. Um, so he was involved with the Violence Reduction Unit, and he's written mm-hmm. one all about violence mm-hmm. in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. And then you've got one on materialism mm-hmm. and various different topics. It's really interesting. Yeah. So folk will find that on. The, just search postcards from Scotland and find that easily yes. online, yeah. and then they can buy your book there. So they can buy their book there, or mm-hmm. they can go to thechildrenswood.co.uk and get it there. So they get it either either of those right. places would be right. fine. Yeah, but the postcards from Scotland's good because they'll see all the other books there. Uh-huh. Whereas in yeah. the children's wood on our website is just mm-hmm. my my book there. So
1: and then yeah. Carol is going to be with you in conversation at I Write yes on,
2: <laughs> on the thirty first. That's right. That's this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to. Um, I think it's at one o'clock. It's in the afternoon, and it's on at the Royal Concert Hall. So mm-hmm. we're going to be discussing the book and some of the ideas mm-hmm. around the book.
1: Yeah. Well, that's great. great. Yeah. I think it'll be a popular, a popular um, event. I mean, I remember um, I've been along to um, a few, few different things at the Children's Wood and the, the Meadow, and also a couple of times just to kind of have a wee wander about and a wee nosy yeah. I mean it's it's a fantastic place and absolutely brilliant for the
2: children you yeah. know nearby. Yeah I think that's what we feel it's it's a it, I guess to give people a bit of context about it it's four acres um, of land within housing so it's surrounded by housing and um, you'll know this from having gone there mm-hmm. uh, but for people who don't know it was um, 20 years ago it was football pitches mm-hmm. or just over mm-hmm. 20 years ago it was football pitches and a tennis court so mm-hmm. it it's It's gone from being complete red blaze and not one tree to we've now got over 700 trees. Oh we've got a community it's garden. This. We've mm-hmm. got a bee docket. We've got two bee hives. Mm-hmm. There's a labyrinth um, in the woodland, which it was, the tennis court. We've got children's activities for playing. There's a tree house. So it's transformed, and you, you, you wouldn't necessarily know it was a, ever a football pitch apart from there's six... Pylons on the mm-hmm. land, which were the floodlights, mm-hmm. and you can see a little bit of red blaze along the paths. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of see the history a little bit, but it's never mm-hmm. been built on, and it's it's just a magical space that's open permanently. Mm-hmm. So people come in mm-hmm. nighttime, daytime, mm-hmm. and it's freely available mm-hmm. for the community to use, which mm-hmm. is unusual. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's it's wonderful. I mean, the I think the whole.
1: You know, I mean, it's one thing sort of going along to Botanic Gardens, but it's another thing actually having a place that's that's wild. I I, um, I come from Oakle Patrick, mm-hmm. and you know, when we were we, and when my children were we, it, it wasn't. I know I've got a lot of great nieces, and um, their mums are so busy because they're um, been ferried. The girls all have different activities, so they've been ferried to the gymnastics and, you know, music practice and what, what, all the different things, sports, activities. And when we were we and even when my, my boys were we, you just went out to play. You know, you, you didn't, um, you know, you maybe went down the road to the brownies or something. Yes, yeah. um, But you could walk there. And there wasn't well we didn't have a car anyway, so yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how that would have worked out. But um, or you maybe got the bus sent to Clyde back to the baths. But the children were pretty independent mm-hmm. and I think um when we used to come home from school we walked through the Glen, it was a wee Glen, and oh, then we'd I be jumping I the barn. And, yeah. Well, it's still there, the Glen, you know, yeah. it is lovely, Glen loves it. You know, we'd be jumping, it would take us ages to go home, we'd be climbing trees, jumping barns and all this sort of stuff. And then the summer holidays, I think you just went out and you maybe um, took a bottle of cream soda and mm-hmm. crisps and an apple and you get shouted in like you're dark. Yeah. <laughs> you <know? laughs>
2: it was a completely different world it is it, it, it's completely different and um it's lovely that you say that because that that's such a big motivation for us in our community is that childhood has changed and mm-hmm. it's it's not changed necessarily for the better there are good things you mm-hmm. know there are a lot more opportunities and things but the problem is mm-hmm. it's become too imbalanced and it's mm-hmm. there's too many indoor activities and there's not enough support for young people and children and even adults mm-hmm. to be outside mm-hmm. And the consequence of that is we're seeing like a rising mental health issues among children, children as young as four with anxiety problems, mm-hmm. um, and a growing mental health problem within adult population. So that loss of just time outside, contact with nature, and because we've got this very um, sort of prevalent building. Philosophy, I guess, in cities where we just build on every little patch of mm-hmm. uh, green mm-hmm. space, mm-hmm. children are losing more and more opportunities to connect with nature. So having mm-hmm. those kind of experiences that mm-hmm. you had when you were a child mm-hmm. is much harder yeah. for children mm-hmm. in a city, especially. Yeah. And also parent, there's other issues like parents being scared or stranger danger, yeah, yeah, they're which so not. aren't really... Yeah. Supposedly, they're not. You know, you're more likely to mm-hmm. um, have issues within the family rather mm-hmm. than a danger from someone out with the family. No. Yeah, um, I think that's. Right. I mean, the, da- yeah.
1: the the sort of dangers. I mean, I think you know we would get certain things. Um, you know. Like, knocked into us, so like, don't go near the canal, mm-hmm. you know, this stuff, this stuff. And there were a lot of kids drowned in the, in the canal, and mm-hmm. um, you know, so there are, there is danger, yes. there's always yes. danger, yeah. um, and crossing roads and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I think those are more, there's much more likely danger than actually from a. a, a you know, being murdered or you know taken away or something. Yes, true.
2: That's a more unlikely uh, from
1: a stranger to just. Know, and I mean, I suppose the children get that get taught about all these these things. I mean, one one of my friends, I was having a wee chat with her, and she she's got boys, and they go to they have a lot of these activities, and that they get taken to, and um, she she says that. One good thing about that is that children, a lot of children are having a, a chance to excel mm-hmm. in sport and so on, and mm-hmm. you can see somebody think they are going to really do well. Yeah, and I think that is fabulous, and it's very, you know, mm-hmm. that is a good, a good thing. Yeah, but the other thing, the other side of that is that not all children can afford that.
2: Yeah, you know? that that's absolutely true, and also there's. It's also not all about success. Life mm-hmm. is also about finding meaning and purpose and happiness, I guess. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and that part of the mental health issues is mm-hmm. this overprotection of children, but also maybe never giving them chance to know themselves because mm-hmm. they're always scheduled for yeah, some things. Yeah, so you don't yeah. actually ever have time to to get to know who you are and what you really like doing and, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So those activities are brilliant, mm-hmm. but also you need a balance of other things. Mm-hmm. And like you say, mm-hmm. the inequality issue is massive because we mm-hmm. find that in our community mm-hmm. is not all children have the money to go to the clubs. Of course not. And most mm-hmm. clubs are paid for. It. If you look mm-hmm. around, certainly in our community, there's so many opportunities, but you've got to have money to go to them. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're trying to do with our space is having lots of free we've got play groups and the schools come down and the land's open and um, mm-hmm. there's opportunities to come to events so they are learning things like mm-hmm. how to garden yeah. or mm-hmm. how to felt um mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. um tool work we do use mm-hmm. a lot of tools mm-hmm. and there's a big thing for us about um you know what you're talking about about being outside and having adventures is actually you're learning to be resilient Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so what people are finding now is part of the mental health problem uh, that we've got is that children just aren't resilient when they meet setbacks Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. they don't quite know how to overcome them Mm -hmm. and um, Mm -hmm. that can often uh, make them feel quite um, demotivating Yeah, I suppose if you're
1: always going someplace where there are rules and you have to be there set times and same thing Happens, it's, it's quite rigid in a way, yeah. and you might be learning something fabulous, yes, but yeah. you're not um, you're not absolutely part of it to the same extent. Yeah. I think um, the other thing I would think about is the the children are at the, when they go to places like the the meadow, the children's wood. They're using their imagination,
2: mm-hmm. you know. They're, they, they, you know, they can be, they can make it anything. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. it can be a thousand things, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that's so. Um, if you look at some of the countries where they do very well by children, is it's a lot of play and a lot mm-hmm. of outdoor play, and that's that actually builds what people don't realise is unstructured play outside, particularly outside, actually will build the confidence, resilience and skills to actually succeed later Mm -hmm. in life. Mm -hmm. So that's what we need to be focusing on is like play Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. the imagination that Mm -hmm. helps to build the foundation that the child has Mm -hmm. later on for... Um, persevering Mm -hmm. at a task or imagining something
1: everything you you want to do is not going to work and then you think oh well we need to try, you know if you're building a a gang
2: hut or something it could collapse half a dozen times (laughs) before you got there and you do Mm -hmm. see the children doing that or climbing Mm -hmm. a tree and going actually I'm not going to stand in that branch because it'll break, because I remember last time um i did that and just you know or tripping over mm-hmm. uneven ground mm-hmm. and being able to navigate outdoors builds psychological resilience mm-hmm. um because you can see that you can overcome setbacks and uh, mm-hmm. keep going no, absolutely and that i mattered.
1: think the um the gardening part of it's important too i used to have um we had until quite recently actually just a few years ago we had an allotment oh, along that. at kirkley oh yes and one. for many yeah, many lovely. years yeah. um and the children loved going there yeah and they let like, my, my grandson when he was wee but also my friends would come and bring their grandchildren or, or children yeah and the kids loved it. I think some of the children that I didn't really maybe see so often, they identified me as a person who had this place Yeah, you know? this magical <laughs> I wasn't moonlight. Yeah. Yeah. Because the kids um remember one of my friends came and the um her it was her to be no the wee boy, um you and the wee girl Poppy, they were her um her Sisters' grandchildren, yeah. and um, they—it was that time of year, so they could dig up potatoes oh, okay. to take home, yeah. and they so the, and some other things. So they had this bounty that they were getting away with, and they just thought this was fabulous, it's like treasure. You know? <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah, it
2: is amazing mm-hmm. how captivating a garden can be in gardening because it's almost mm-hmm. like magic, isn't mm-hmm. it? You and, oh my
1: god, it. It. it's
2: amazing. Yeah. And then
1: sometimes. Um, you know, especially what would happen a lot in the allotment, things would come up that you hadn't planted. Mm. You know, they yes, would have yeah. blown there from someone else's um, thing. The allotment, I mean, the the people next to me were fantastic. The, ours was a bit of a... Um, I mean, I was never quite on top of it. It was mainly me that was going. And I, <laughs> I was always kind of... Um, I mean we loved it and one of my brothers, um, is is dead now, but he was in a wheelchair and we got a wee, um hut made for him that didn't was open at the front. Oh, it. So if the rain came on we could just sit the chair in. Oh, yes. But he was so happy there and I mean, we've got loads and loads of photographs of him at the allotment.
2: Oh, that's lovely. And he yeah. just
1: loved it so much. But we had to um either side of us the most fabulous mm-hmm. um like Gordon, Gordon Manning was to my left. I mean, that was just like, it could have been Beach Grove Garden. Yeah, it was yeah. so, so it wonderful. Yeah, just lovely. Yeah. And then just across from yeah. me was, um, you know, the guy that does um, all the, the polls and the um, politics, John Curtis. Oh, yes, yeah. Well, yeah. his allotment yeah. oh, right. was oh, to oh, the oh. <laughs> <laughs> other side. And I must say, he did a good job of yeah. so
0: a high standard to live up to it. I know, I, know yeah, yeah. I was a bit... Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> We weren't quite, but we, you know, it was absolutely um, great, great fun. I think it's very, very worthwhile. But you had a huge struggle to, to get, you know, to sort of hang
2: on to the, the, we the land. We um, did. There's been a long running battle way before I was involved in the in the, in the project, which mm-hmm. goes back 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, where the community fought, and actually in the nineteen nineties, they actually won. that planning application got submitted, and it went to um, the planning committee, and then it went to the Scottish government. Um, and the the community then campaigned. They wanted to build housing on the land. I think there was something like one hundred and ten yeah, units, kind of very fancy flats. Yeah, fancy mm-hmm. flats, expensive yeah. housing. I think it was Miller Homes. And anyway, the they, the plans got rejected. And then, over time, different community initiatives sort of rose up. I don't know if you know um, Ian Halliburton and um, no. Jim McChesney. I, I don't know any There's of the, no. the people. I mean, you would be the person I would
1: most yeah. associate, but yeah. um, I, I don't know the people. I, I mean, the, the I have got a section on my website yeah. on North Kelton yeah. Meadow that yeah. I every so often I'll update or put an event. And when the, we're looking for... Support signatures, work, yeah. the signatures. They may have been the people who were sending it to
2: me, but I can't remember. Yeah, well, they were involved quite a long time ago, but they're still involved with um, our project. And that Ian did the voiceover for one of our films oh, and right, things. But it. they wanted to make the land into sports pitches, and this was um, uh, two thousand early. You know, before the before two thousand and eight. I think they spent ten years on the project, and um, they had they secured like £1.2 million and um, it was going to be running track and a community hub and eventually I think they put a meadow idea in but it got rejected at the very last minute on a mm-hmm. noise test and it always seemed a little bit suspicious and then straight after that a planning application went in again for the land mm-hmm. and by this time the land had become a beautiful oasis of mm-hmm. trees mm-hmm. and you know in that time that they'd campaigned for this other project mm-hmm. Uh, Nature had taken over and done its thing Mm -hmm. Uh, there was a little bit of um, planting seeds in the 90s by a local resident Ian Black but apart from that the land was pretty much left to itself and then the North Kelvin Meadow uh, campaign started and we litter picked for a while and um, Douglas Peacock was sort of running that and then so the land was made clear, you know, it was now safe, and there was no needles. I think we picked up ninety bin bags that first um litter pick and there was needles oh and God. things. But then after that the the land was safe, but what I felt was there was still a sort of fatalism around the chances of mm-hmm. success. Right. And I think you often find that with projects and campaigns is, oh, you'll never do it. You know, Mm. it's a big money's against you. You know, it's a Mm -hmm. billion Mm -hmm. pound juggernaut (laughs) and you're just the wee man, like the David and Goliath Mm -hmm. kind of struggle. And so I thought, no way we can do this. We can Mm -hmm. definitely do it. But the the way we need to do it is to really involve everybody. Mm -hmm. And um, we need to make people really care about the space Mm -hmm. and fall in love with the land and involve them in every little bit of it and that's Mm -hmm. basically what we've been doing for the last seven years is building community around Mm -hmm. the space Mm -hmm. and people have been using it Mm -hmm. the land in different ways to meet Mm -hmm. different needs so we've got many other Mm -hmm. though there was a battle with the council which actually ended in 2016 with us submitting well we'd submitted a counter plan so we su- submitted a counter plan to have the land as a community park and garden mm-hmm. and this went to the com- the planning committee on the same day as the developers mm-hmm. plan so the developer had submitted plans for a mm-hmm. 10 million pound housing development mm-hmm. similar to the one in the 90s mm-hmm. that I talked about a minute ago so they um, both of them went on the same day to the the uh, local council mm-hmm. and both of them got accepted <laughs> so we had so we had this weird situation where the planners had permission to build their housing and we had permission to oh, have a community bizarre. park and garden because in scotland you can have this weird law where i could put a planning application in for your house mm-hmm. and i could get it but if mm-hmm. i don't have landowners permission i can't do anything with that and mm-hmm. um, so we then petitioned the scottish government and said we want you to call this in and we we feel it's unfair. Um, they're going against planning policies because there was no... They weren't able to replace what we had anywhere else locally because it's different from the botanics, it's different from a play park. Um, and so... We, we petitioned the government and we got people sending in postcards from Arizona, Melbourne, <laughs> um, Benjamin Zephaniah held one up. Um, we got yeah, all sorts of people. Mm-hmm. Alistair Gray held one up um, and we got photos of them with it and they all sent them to the Scottish government. And I th- we got all of our signatures and we went through to the parliament and we, we handed them in mm-hmm. and then they called in the application. So what that means is they in- that means they investigate it mm-hmm, and to mm-hmm. check that no planning, uh, that they're following the planning law and things. And so we ended up with a public hearing. We were asking for a public inquiry, but we were pretty happy with the public hearing because that's a quite a thorough Um, investigation where the reporter hears everyone's side of the story Mm -hmm. and we went up and we sat with the the Scottish reporter against the council and the planners the developers and us little people from the community and it was it was quite intense because all these years of campaigning and working to build community and actually Um, Mm -hmm. saved the space it It would have been awful to lose at that point it would have been just devastating we had the the, the, I mean the value of the space could be seen in the number of people that turned up Mm -hmm. so we the reporter said I'm going to visit the land on the second day so we quickly got in touch with all the nurseries that were coming all of our friends who live locally saying you need to get onto the land you know come down (laughs) And so everyone came on and it was just really natural, like it always is um, Mm -hmm. at our events or things that we Mm -hmm. we organise as a community. So everyone Mm -hmm. showed up and I think the reporter could see how committed Mm -hmm. and um, connected the community was Mm -hmm. and how we were addressing needs like loneliness Mm -hmm. and mental health problems and the um, attainment gap, Mm -hmm. you know, children getting outside. Mm -hmm. That this little patch yeah. could actually mm-hmm. address that, mm-hmm. so he rejected. We found out just before Christmas in 2016 that they rejected the plans for housing, and mm-hmm. because they felt what we were doing was more valuable. Yeah, that was that ten was million pound yeah. housing development, which I is know. is incredible because people, mm-hmm. so many people said that we wouldn't manage it and wouldn't make it, and mm-hmm. um, I think that hopefully will give. Um, hope to other areas who might want to do something similar. Yeah,
1: well, they've got that struggle back Mm. again
2: at Otego Street. I saw that, yeah, 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 I know, because I think they've been starting to do, they've got a family festival this weekend there, mm -hmm. um, to try and, yeah, Mm -hmm. um, Save Otego Lane, Mm -hmm. they're Mm organising, which is, we very much took that approach, a positive approach Mm -hmm. Rather than getting angry and that, because it wasn't really the counsellors, it wasn't any one person's fault, it's the sort of system and the culture. Mm -hmm. And that's, we were trying to create a more positive approach, just to say, look, Mm -hmm. um, you know, look at this. And Mm -hmm. when people actually came to an event or came to a play group or came to a school session or came to Mm -hmm. garden, they could feel what that land meant to them Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. what difference it could make to their life. And we hope that the knock on effect would be they'd then tell someone else mm-hmm. and they tell mm-hmm. someone, and that, that, I mean, that uh, kind of positive the, approach. The whole yeah. thing about Glasgow that, that is
1: the the dear green place. Yes, <laughs> oh, you yes, want to keep yes, the dear green exactly. places <laughs> I know. You know? I know. I think um well of course Otego we'll Lane's different, but that is a lovely wee area. And it is. I think it was so foolish because the when the, the students come to um Glasgow University or when any tourists company they love to find these wee quirky places. Mm-hmm. They they enjoy that every bit as much as, you know, something fabulous like, like Kelvin Grove you know, if you're wandering about and it's the same if you walk up Cliston Street or any of the streets around here. Um I, I'm sure a lot pe- more people leave and get out for a walk with a dog or something, it's so much more pleasant walking past. And then there's all the greenery than if it was another pile of flats. People just would
2: not bother going off Queen Market Drive for that. That's so true. I mean, that point mm. is. I think it really is what makes a city great. Mm-hmm. Is all these little hidden mm-hmm. community-led things as well. Because what we find is it cuts out all the red tape when mm-hmm. your community is doing something. It's not Absolutely, perfect, yeah, and no. it's, that's what people want.
1: No, I think you. Yeah. I think you're you're right there because see, up in Garnet Hill, Garnet Hill, with the Chinese community and the we areas, we community areas
2: they've got. Yeah, it's just something very pleasant about that. Yeah, because you're seeing a living example of yeah mm-hmm. people doing something and yeah. something slightly different, and it's not organised by an no. official
1: no. body it's,
2: or group mm-hmm. or something. Well, yeah. sort of
1: kind of yeah. reflecting the community that's there, isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah. and I think for the people living there it also makes life more meaningful because yeah. flats mm-hmm. don't give you anything else apart from somewhere to sleep and we do need some housing but it's thinking about where we put that housing
1: mm-hmm.
2: and mm-hmm. They, they could easily not be doing it on Otago Lane. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is that is a beautiful little yeah, tiny no, the, space that's in a heavily built-up area.
1: And yeah. the shops that are down there, yeah. like um, the wee bookshop, the... Um, what was it? It's was just so. It's been there for I can't remember the first. In Gone out of my head in Chayovna. Yeah. Jim's played there so often. We we performed there with the um, our project Ten Writers Telling Lies oh, yes. in yeah. the in yeah. and we've gone often to see um, the guitarist Michael Simons. He's played there for years. Yeah. And the students love it, and it's just mm. and a lot of these things. There's no charge. Yes, yeah. No, it's, it's really, um, no, it's not, um, I think there's some, I mean, I can't remember all the shops that
2: are there, but I think there's, there's a music shop the, as well. There's a, and the clock repair That's people. That's right, yeah. I know it's little independent shops, local mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. making a difference mm-hmm. in, in a way to another community. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And community yeah. is harder to find uh, these days. I
1: don't know that they've got such a strong community as you would have or even so many because they've got a lot of the student accommodation down there yeah now because but they used to have when they had the gibson street gala yeah there was a very 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 strong community but that's not been on that wasn't on last year so i don't know if yeah. that sometimes it's the people that have yeah. been driving it and disappear. people get
2: burnt out, I mean, get that's, burnt out. That, that's where i think we've maybe been successful as we got some funding so we pay part a few part-time employees now and that's mm-hmm. facilitating because mm-hmm. that takes a bit of pressure off those who uh-huh. are heavily volunteering uh-huh. and it, it just means you can yeah. do so much
1: more. Yeah, and they do very yeah. well. Um, I know if I'm publicising mm-hmm. anything, they've always got very attractive posters mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you can see somebody spent time yes. creating these very colourful images. That's right, yeah. And then the the, the um, Facebook page is very up to date yep.
2: and you know, what's on and recent photographs and. That's right because we made um, a very deliberate plan to make more people admin of things like the Facebook page mm-hmm. because if you can involve more people in mm-hmm. it they'll mm-hmm. take more ownership and you'll get more mm-hmm. involvement and that's worked really mm-hmm. well actually it has yeah. Worked. Yeah. Um, and I think involving as many people as possible um, who are in your community and something is, is really the key mm-hmm. because you can't really rely on one or two people, it just it's not fair and it's also not sustainable. That's right. So um, I must find out the, about the what's happened
1: with this event in Ortega Street and get yeah. that up because you see I haven't come across that that, that yeah. and that kind of um, demonstrates that yeah. I, I don't know know about that. And yeah. I'm on social media a lot, and I nearly always pick up... For example, I've been publicising stuff that's happening at the in Woodlands Community Gardens. Oh, yes, Because yeah. I see that. Yes, you yeah. Know, I, they, they sometimes will send me information, but a lot mm-hmm. of the time I'm just picking it up myself. Yes. And then I would pick it up from, uh, if there's anything the Children's Wood mm-hmm. or... Um, under the North Kelvin yeah. Meadow, I know because, you I because, yeah. because I see it. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't get
2: everything I, I, I know yeah. that but I, I do see it. Yeah. But I've not seen anything about Otego. I I think mm-hmm. I've not shared it, so we sh- I'll share it on the Facebook page and the uh-huh. in the community, so that people mm-hmm. see it's on. Yeah, uh-huh. um, I think they've also teamed up with uh-huh. Extinction Rebellion that Yeah, I don't know, right. if you know that that's quite new, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I want yeah. to know a wee bit about yeah. that. and that's mm. just all about climate change, and that's something that I was keen with the children's wood to do yeah, because it's we've got a major climate crisis, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of people are agreeing with this. You know, David mm-hmm. Attenborough. You can, you yeah. have to go very far to and see it. And all those wonderful children. Yeah, striking, and the wonderful. So I they're thing. all striking. So the extinction yeah. rebellions about that. And I think that's we've um, my motivation anyway with the um ideas from the book was you can actually create values that are against materialism Mm -hmm. and that's what so there's this psychologist tim kasser in america who who studied materialism for 30 years and in his book he looks at or in his research he's done multiple studies that look at um just your value system so 40 years ago people's values tended to be less materialistic So at the bottom of the value system would be want to be rich, want to be famous, want to be good looking. (laughs) That would be quite low down. I mean, you still care about your looks and things, but but the values that you'd really care about, it's like spiritual development, community, nature, family, these kind of things. And researchers have looked at this and in the last 40 years, it's completely flipped. So now people's top values are more of these three sort of major materialistic pursuits, which is valuing, being rich, being famous, um, and what that can get you, and um, also uh, appearance and how things look. Mm -hmm. Um, And what he's looked at is just holding this value has like massive consequences. So holding a materialistic value can mean that you don't recycle. You're more anxious, you're more depressed, you're less likely to help a neighbor so just and that's just it's nothing major so we're a shifting of values so getting people to focus on these other values like community spending time outside they're more likely then to feel happier to help a neighbor to want to save the planet you know by doing mm-hmm. recycling mm-hmm. or whatever it is so I think community spaces like ours and or community initiatives like um, any you know like Woodlands Community Garden and things you're promoting these other values that Mm -hmm. are Mm -hmm. counteracting the more toxic Mm -hmm. materialistic values. And I think the younger generation are sort of seeing this, you know, there is a movement in the younger people who are are sort of anti-materialism, the Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is great Mm -hmm. to see, you know, that things might change, you Mm know.
1: Yeah,
2: Yeah. I'm always... um,
1: in that I think there there are you see these changes, and I used to like um, you know this the subcultures, the meaning of style, mm-hmm. and when it became like it was like the the, the punks. Oh yeah, of, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that was a kind of um, rebelling against materialism. Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah, uh, and the um, that's, that's how they expressed it. You know, yeah. putting all these old clothes together and. Um, you know, you know the statement l- badges, l- and that. the statement badges, and um, talking out against the you know existing um, sort of status quo.
2: Totally, so, yeah, yeah. This is a sort of similar thing, uh-huh. and it mm-hmm. feels really hopeful. And it feels mm-hmm. like we will have to listen to the young people because the adults' behaviour is causing real problems for the. I you know, mean
1: the. the it's been absolutely sh- it's shocking, especially all the stuff you see around Brexit, mm-hmm. and then the some of the people who are leading that, their motivation is t- t- greed, their
2: own ego, or yeah, greed. yeah, ha-
1: that's that's what's mo- mo- and to u- they're prepared to use everybody else, mm-hmm. um, because that's what's driving them, and mm-hmm. the, then I saw something else the other day about. Trump's son and this massive—I mean, it was like a hundred million—and you're kind of thinking yourself, "What? Well, what? How, what do people want to do with that?" Yeah. You no, know,
2: what? I mean, you can only go in one car or sit in one yeah, airplane, or I don't understand why people have this pursuit of money because you can't spend that amount of money in your life, you know. No. Anyway, why not pass it on to? I mean, this is—you know—it it, like. Yeah, some of these massive salaries as well, like I know. the bankers very high up, or even footballers. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it is shocking mm-hmm. that we've got so much poverty and inequality, mm-hmm. and that's what we see in our community. Um, there is a lot of, even though we're on the border of um, mm-hmm. lo- lots of mm-hmm. affluence, there's a lot of poverty. People mm-hmm. have nothing. Mm-hmm. And yet we've got people earning lots, you know, 100,000 times more than. The person who's got nothing
1: no, that, that I know. just seems wrong. I think it's, it's particularly particularly for the children. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I know that even sometimes I would, um, you know, say to my wee grandson, "Well, we'll go out, and then um, he'll maybe bring a friend, and you know, sometimes my, my son comes too, and maybe go to the cinema, and then the one." Popcorn and stuff and juice and whatever, and you you think you cannot believe how much you've spent. No, it's I mean, so expensive. It, yeah, you know it's it, probably you're probably talking about sixty or seventy pounds. No, um, I mean I feel as <laughs> if I've turned into one <laughs> of these old, old people that thinks old oh, cat the because <laughs> yeah, that. But, but it's true. It's so but I, I just yeah. really I don't yeah. grudge them. Yeah, enjoying themselves but I grudge, I do grudge spending that amount of money you I know,
2: know um, no because even if you do earn if you earn an okay income mm-hmm. it's still a lot mm-hmm. of money but for those we had a wee boy who helped us the other day um, with some jobs around the land and so we took him to the cinema as a reward and he'd never been to the cinema before, and that's he's eleven. Like, oh um, never been. I mean, so it's it, just that it's just so sad. It's really it? sad, and that's what we're yes. seeing a lot of. We've got a big youth program, and people don't know how lucky they are. In general, you know, mm-hmm. people with who've got their needs take, take it for granted. Take it for granted. But we've got people living right next to us with nothing, like really nothing, and mm-hmm. maybe parents who've got addiction issues or maybe are mm. dead um, yeah. from suicide or whatever. And it, it's not fair because uh, these young people have really um, just as many capabilities. Absolutely. But they're hidden um, and they're not. Yeah. There's so many barriers. Uh, so, I, yeah. I, I um,
1: worked for a long time for Save the Children. Oh, right, I was okay, the okay. manager of the Rosemary Project in Royston. Oh, yes. It was, yeah. so, it was only like when I went there. It was a yeah. tiny wee project, but it's yeah. still flourishing. It was the only one of their... UK projects not to close down because right. they closed all the UK projects. Um, that would be when would that be? Probably about nineteen ninety seven or something like right. that. Okay. Ninety eight they decided they were closing all the UK projects. But that project was it was childcare and training for women. Right. Okay. And um we had two bases. We had a flexi centre, and that was all about computing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of projects for ethnic minority women and after-school care. Mm-hmm. It was a real hub for the community, and Royston was a, it still, still is, is a very yeah. poor area. Yeah. But the people, if they got an opportunity, they took it.
2: Yes, you yeah. know,
1: They were amazing. We um, set up a link to for access to university with um, Glasgow Caledonian. Oh, and one fantastic. year, 30 yeah. women went.
2: Gosh, that's uh, It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was yeah. so, so successful.
1: Yeah. We were used as a, an example of good working practice. We got European Social Fund money. Gosh, that's and they used us as this yeah. example. We had the most fantastic staff. Yeah, I mean, they were amazing. I think the whole time I was there, I think only... Um, uh, maybe about five people left and most of them were going on to a better job or going back to study. Yes, uh uh-huh, yeah. They They had high retention. People stayed. It was a strong, strong team. But it was... was, You couldn't believe, you know, the... I mean, the the opportunities you could provide through the funding Mm. were... They were just phenomenal. Well, people were going on. A lot of people, as the project grew... A lot of people went on to um, work in the project, right? Oh, that's great! And then yeah. they would move. Yeah, I mean, I'm still friendly with some of them on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And the the woman um, Marie, who was the cleaner, one mm-hmm. of the cleaners when I was there, she studied and she moved on, and she's she's still there, but she's got a, I think she's got an administrative position. Mm-hmm. That's and great. And then um, I mean the. the it was just incredible, and I think that that, that was a, an anti-poverty project, mm. and it's just sad
2: now that most of these projects don't exist anymore. I know we we're, we're trying to fight because we we've got this around the land. We've we've started various things. So we've got a mental health growing group. We've got a youth festival, and we've got the children's stuff um, mm-hmm. for younger kids, and then we've got general adult gardening and activities mm-hmm. but the youth one what it's really opened my eyes to how how many barriers there are for young people living in poverty mm-hmm. they've got one you know there's nowhere for them to go there's nothing mm-hmm. for them to do like really literally I nothing um, and the opportunities are just not there so we're been, we've been trying to include them in the children's wood Work and and getting them outside and things, but also trying to get them opportunities out with mm-hmm. um, the the space itself within the wider community mm-hmm. and getting them involved in um, like they do a thing called tricking on a Wednesday, which is a cross between like parkour and breakdancing Oh right. and they absolutely oh, love that. So we pay yeah. for them to do that mm-hmm. on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So it's just creating. Yeah. It, it's mm-hmm. it's really sad when you see how many I know. barriers because that that
1: I know. in parkour. Mm-hmm. I I took ride to that and mm-hmm. um, because I thought it was something he would enjoy yeah. when he was younger. Yeah. But I too came across to the tramway oh, right, yes. in the south yeah. side. Yeah. side yeah. And then you paid. Yeah. You know, well yeah. that I mean that if if yeah. people can just go out in their own community and do that yeah.
2: And that is, is so different. You don't need to you get in know, a car, because, you don't need to get in mm-hmm. a taxi, you don't need to get in a bus, and that's also uh-huh. the thing we've got 22 schools or more than that who walk to the land Mm -hmm. because we're trying to encourage them not to take a bus out to the wherever you know they can just come here and Mm -hmm. that's working really well and just having opportunities locally and that's why building on every little patch whether it be a wild space or a football pitch Mm -hmm. because a football pitch is quite different from a wild space and that Mm -hmm. young people might want to play sport Mm -hmm. and we've got this rising obesity Mm -hmm. epidemic so Mm -hmm. we need to have Mm -hmm. more opportunities Outdoors that mm-hmm. can catch yeah. people who are more vulnerable who mm-hmm. might not be coming mm-hmm. to organised activities or might not have the money to come to organised mm-hmm. activities.
1: No, I heard a wee, a wee story recently from somebody I know very well, mm-hmm. a young person, that there was a new, within one of the schools, there was a new football pitch. but yeah. they, So they went at night and climbed over the wall yeah. to play there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you're kind
2: of thinking, why, why
0: do you have to do that? Why do you have to yeah. climb over the wall? You I know. Know, why,
2: why why can 't that just be? I know there's another open. campaign well there's not there 's not a campaign around it there 's going to be a primary school on the top of queen margaret drive i 'm mm-hmm. incredibly opposed to it i just don 't have the energy to start another campaign, but the reason I feel so strongly about it is we're we, we're losing a football pitch that that was promised by the council that they would upgrade it into football pitches and we 've got young people who want to play football yeah. Um, Young people, young vulnerable people who want to do that and who would use them if they were upgraded, you know, if it wasn't the red blaze, if they just resurfaced the land. But we don't think about that when we're thinking about placing, like, a school, say, and that school could easily go somewhere else because mm-hmm. people have looked in the community, because the Weinfraed originally had a school, so they could mm-hmm. put it there, and mm-hmm. um, so it's on two main roads. But that's another example of a loss of amenity that's going to, it's definitely going to affect the poverty the mm-hmm. levels and people who don't have, because it's a resource that they're losing and that could also meet a lot of their needs. Mm-hmm. Um so, so it's quite mm-hmm. sad I think. It um, is sad and also it's
1: kind of stupid because mm-hmm. when the young people have places to go and, you know, play or meet you know, or the older ones um sort of meet and do things, they're not then not getting into any bother. That's so true. You and know, and a, that yeah, there's such yeah. a cost attached to that. Yeah. You know, that I, I I'm actually amazed that there's not a lot more trouble
2: well, we started our youth work because there was a lot of trouble and a lot of crime in the uh, like violence uh, wider and uh, nearby, and there was some trouble on the land, so mm-hmm. we thought let's just get to know these the young uh-huh. people mm-hmm. got to know them they 're lovely, mm-hmm. they've just got nothing to do and they they ha- they 've not been perfect of, mm-hmm. because they've got no um, there's so many barriers for them they 've got nothing to do. So we, we have been engaging on Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays with activities and the police have actually said that the crime rates have gone right down since last summer. So that's, that's another mm-hmm. benefit of having mm-hmm. a, a community and, and, and green space is you can tackle needs and include mm-hmm. people and it's actually having a direct impact on crime levels, mm-hmm. and particularly violence uh, the, the I had a meeting with the police yesterday about it. We meet once a month, a group of us, mm-hmm. McDonald's and mm-hmm. Tesco and various, um, some head teachers, to try and work out how that's can fabulous. we make it better for the young people in the area. No, that's so important. Yeah, it really, really is. It's like it should be, and if it should be feel, centre I know it should,
1: of, yeah, because if they feel helpless and alienated, you know, what are they going to do? I know. the, 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 the it, yeah. it, it's just. Um, it seems so
2: clear. Yes. You know, the, sort of, the connection seems so clear. Yeah, it seems so obvious, but it's actually not. And to some people, just the way they instantly see a group and think, oh my gosh, there's mm-hmm. going to be trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been doing a lot of trying to educate the community about ACES, Adverse Childhood Experiences. I don't know if you've I come across know. that, no. really. It was, a, it was a film made, uh, there was a film called Resilience made by Robert Redford's son, Um, in America and it's based on a really large research study of 17,000 middle-class white Americans and they looked at um, trauma in childhood. So there's 10 categories, sexual abuse, physical abuse, um, neglect, parents with mental health issues, parents with addiction um, and you score on these, so your score can be 10, which is really bad um, or zero, which is, you know, you've had no adversity and what the statistics shows, and this is just for um, not even looking at uh, poverty, is that for even just having one ace, you're more likely to smoke. You're maybe more likely to engage in risky behaviour. If you've got four, you're something like I can't remember the exact statistics, but 350 times more likely to be an intravenous drug user. Um, but the hopeful message so so this this film underpins this research. But the hopeful message around it is you can actually break the cycle through building relationships because it's mm-hmm. all about a broken attachment with mm-hmm. an attachment figure like a parent or usually a parent mm-hmm. but I think there's also a wider disconnection from the community so you can build um, these attachments back up so young people often maybe in um, in poorer areas there tends to be more trauma just because of the barriers mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. circumstances that people have there so there tends to be a few more problems um, but you can stop this cycle for the young people by changing the way people respond to them and in a more loving kind way and that's what mm-hmm. we we're trying to do is with the young people treating them in a more human way mm-hmm. and trying to see this might be why they're acting that way mm-hmm. um, yeah. and it's not to excuse behaviour you don't excuse some of the bad behaviour or uh, but what this research says is often challenging behaviour and bad behaviour is actually just a distressed child Course, or a distressed yeah. young person, mm-hmm. so if you think of it that way, rather than they're bad, because if mm-hmm. they're bad, you do something to them, whereas if yeah. they're distressed, you comfort you know, yeah. you, you uh-huh. try and find uh-huh. a solution or offer, yeah, other opportunities. Yeah, so we're applying that in our community, well, Is that's that ACES, brilliant. just trying to show yeah. a bit more empathy mm-hmm. to their to people, mm-hmm. and it could be anybody, you know, from a child right up mm-hmm. to. Um, an older person but adolescents you notice it a bit more mm-hmm. because they're I guess, mm-hmm. acting out I was
1: interested in, in as well in what you were saying about the you know the children and their education mm-hmm. and the outdoors being part of that. Yes. And I actually yeah. read a report the other day and um I think it was this journalist, I think her name was Sandra Dick. She um Sandra something anyway, it's that with a D, I think it was Sandra Dick. But she put up, I put it up on my Facebook page actually, because she, she was looking at alternative league tables. Oh right, yes. So, oh,
2: that's good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And she, she worked yeah. it all out, like, looking at mm-hmm. the percentages of, of children in areas where there was a lot of poverty. Mm-hmm. And then she was looking at some of the work that the schools did mm-hmm. and some of the schools were in um, offering the children and um, they were taking them like away to and doing canoeing yes uh-huh, yeah yeah they were, they were so they were very aware and also offering them um like experience that maybe related to like, like one of the schools that she spoke about was in I think it was in Ayrshire, yep. but it was in the in the country. So mm-hmm. the children were experiencing, um, like, skill, gaining skills that they could maybe apply to work locally. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, it made it was a brilliant, brilliant article, and it that's made great. so much sense. Yeah. And then she put up the oh, her own league yeah. table. Right. That it wasn't just yeah. about, like... Getting it, top what, marks. What you, the, yeah. all, what you were saying about... Um, what is important yes you know it wasn't all
2: about everybody getting five Mm -hmm. hires because that's not not everyone's going to do that and it's not fair for the people who are not going to do that because they end up feeling rubbish about themselves Uh yeah and that sounds Mm -hmm. brilliant what she's Mm -hmm. doing Um, Mm -hmm. we've been doing a thing with Venture Scotland like that um, Mm -hmm. we're targeting young people who are not getting on well at school and working with them, they've been canoeing, rock climbing. Mm-hmm. No, that's fabulous. And things, and they get a SVQ mm-hmm. qualifications, so it's similar mm-hmm. to what you're yeah. saying, and we can no, see that a difference. No, that is fabulous, yeah. Yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that's I really think that needed. is so... Yeah.
1: And also, um, th- that could be a career for someone. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, uh, work, you work... I mean, yeah. I, the, I don't know why the um, think thought it was a good thing to cut all the money, and the council's lost all the money for all the... You know the outdoor centres mm-hmm. and the youth
2: clubs and all that sort of thing. I think they mm-hmm. need much more investment mm-hmm. in youth work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really sad that that's you know not a priority any longer because you've got a lot of children who are not getting on well at school and they're they're not going to succeed. And I can. The only thing that's going to happen is they're going to feel really bad about themselves, yep. and that's going to lead mm-hmm. to problems. Mm-hmm. So it's right, their don't, yeah, and it's not. It's just not right. It's mm-hmm. not fair because you're putting everyone into one narrow box. Mm-hmm. And actually, in the past, we might have, we might have celebrated a wider, yeah. diverse mix. Like we need the postman and we need the bin van and yeah. we need the absolutely. We need they, everybody. And, and
1: yeah. the the thing about it is as well, a whole lot of kids. I lectured at Glasgow Caledonian, yeah. and um, the a lot of the kids should not be at university. Yeah, not because they're not bright enough, or they're not. I think. Yeah. I, th- I think in ninety-nine percent of oh, people, if they wanted to go to university, Could. they worked. That, that yes, that's fine. Uh-huh. Everybody's you know, bright. Yeah. yeah. You know <laughs> yeah. I mean? Uh, in their own, Obviously, yeah. obviously, the hardest thing mm-hmm. anybody is ever going to have to do is. Go into primary first, primary one and learn to read and learn to write mm. and learn to count I mean how difficult is I know, that I know. And, and that's expected I know. you know so I know. so i mean the kid definitely but a lot of kids are there just because their parents have kind of pushed Push. them and they're unhappy you know yeah. they're not they're, they're, they're not interested
2: enough you know I it's know. not where they want to be. That's so no, true. And um, actually, my husband's a professor up at the university and he, he often meets students who feel they will be a failure if they're not there. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, you mm-hmm. won't be. No. It's fine. Mm-hmm. if you know, And actually, for many students, maybe you should be taking a year out mm-hmm. or, you know, so he definitely encourages it. Uh, but I think for us in the community, it definitely... We're trying to support other interests, hobbies, celebrate other abilities and strengths, and mm-hmm. look at the more holistic person. And mm. you can do that through local spaces, which mm-hmm. is nice. Yeah, you know,
1: it's a it's a most interesting mm-hmm. idea. You know, you would. I mean, it's and it could be like an example mm-hmm. of what can be done, and it could be
2: replicated so many places easily and it doesn't take much it's just a can-do attitude and I think not having to do things a hundred percent we've sort of about 80 percent rule Uh where we do everything just good enough Mm -hmm. um because for community that's you don't want it to be all slick and Mm -hmm. fancy and you know Mm -hmm. because then people feel put off because oh that's too perfect Mm -hmm. whereas showing the more human side of things um Mm -hmm. is I think really powerful for people Mm -hmm. No, I mean it. It
1: it just is a it's pretty amazing actually. You know, it's achieved an awful awful lot, and it's great you've got the the book that people yeah. can then. It read. just into.
2: It. It's a quick flick through of a story, but um, hopefully people will get.
1: Something no, I think from it's a it, yeah. it's
2: a a great achievement, and
1: it's good that you're on it. I write as well
2: yeah I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to it I think it should uh-huh. be good fun yeah, we'll, I'm really looking forward we'll, to it well, Carol's fantastic. a real inspiration so she's a, good, a nice mm-hmm. person to be on there with I'm, I'm really looking forward
1: well, to it it's to absolutely that. fantastic so um, and what are you anything else that you're up to at the moment or the sort of latest plans and have you covered um, well our, some of that our
2: youth work is really massive mm-hmm. at the moment and then we do forest school with the children from local schools we've got a project on with wineford parents and their children so they've mm-hmm. d- did that today with them and they do gardening mm-hmm. and um, outdoor play together so it's mm-hmm. building family connections and uh, then we do a forest school with um, st charles Uh, we've just done that one So what does Forest School mean? Forest School is an approach to education that is trying to take this more holistic look um, Mm -hmm. at some children will not get on well in the classroom Mm -hmm. so particularly children who don't speak much who are really quiet who um, maybe are on the autistic spectrum but really, for any any child, will benefit from this. Um, and I talk about some of the research in my book about how just getting outside increases your attention span, so you're more mm-hmm. likely to learn better. So forest schools is an approach with a small number, like twelve children, who come every week for a certain number of weeks, and they build their skills and confidence. Mm-hmm. And it's got a lot of evidence to support it. Mm-hmm. So we're doing that, and then we've got our community garden, mm-hmm. which we meet every Tuesday and Wednesday, and we've got a mental health Five Ways to Wellbeing project that's based mm-hmm. on the new economics foundation, Five Ways to Wellbeing, mm-hmm. which is about learning something new, connecting with other people, giving back to your community, um being active, so you know, um, you know, walking to the land. Um, well, they're
1: great um they're great things to the Great values mm-hmm. to to be encouraging, and yes. then uh, you yeah, they'll get passed on, you know. Yeah, that's they're you, contagious, uh-huh. hopefully. Yeah, 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 yeah but, yeah, but and also, um, between yeah. you know, from the children that are coming now, then they can
2: pass that to their
1: own children. Yeah, we're seeing,
2: we're just hoping that there's a, a great phrase of this psychologist I like called a revolution of values, and mm-hmm. I feel that's what. Mm-hmm. Our young people are now, Mm -hmm. you know, really committed to being outside Mm -hmm. and they they value it highly and they value the relationships they've got Mm -hmm. and they're the next generation Mm -hmm. as well. But also for adults too, you know, just showing them this, it's actually... Mm -hmm. Because I think so often we think going to the countryside or being outside is just a nice thing to do, or mm-hmm. certain people do it. Mm-hmm. Whereas actually, it's good for everybody, mm-hmm. and I think it that's that sort of the revolution
1: that, of values. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice, yeah, a
2: nice
1: like Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, maybe that's a good yeah. note to. Um, to stop on. We could chat about it all day. I I feel like rushing along there now. Yeah, I (laughs) I don't don't think
2: I've got to pick the kids up from school
1: now. (laughs) But listen, Emily, that was so interesting. And I mean, I I knew there was a lot going on, but I had no idea... Mm It it was in that scale. I just think it's amazing. Yeah, You've it's done lot, so, it's, so so well.
2: Yeah, it's been a real community this. effort, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's. An, I think it is making a difference, and mm-hmm. hopefully, the book will maybe inspire other people to do something like it. Like I'm sure done. it will,
1: and yeah. I'm sure it will. I'll look forward to reading it myself. Okay. So Good. thanks very much. Emily. Yeah, and thanks for having me. Yeah, oh, thank That's you. Great. That was great.
2: Okay. Actually, I, I, I'd do a better watch because I've got to get the kids from school. Oh, no, I've got... Is your your watch is a wee bit long? Wrong,
1: I, 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 I always have a wee oh, bit Oh, right, great! because right, I, 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 I was looking at it. Think, sorry. Uh, just going a couple of minutes then. I always um, have my watch pass, and then I forget and then I'm um, in time. Well, that is uh,
2: absolutely amazing what you're doing. It's, I mean, the youth are I have no idea that it was... Um, and we're involved like, they were knife... Like, you know, it's, like, the hardest, hardest to reach kids, and they, there's nothing... It's, like, nobody tries to reach them, and it's, so we're really trying to connect with them. We've, we've developed really good relationships with some of them. You know, we're now working with them Monday, Friday, during school day, and they come down, and they build stuff in the land, or, or sometimes we just go to the museum with them. It depends what mood they're in, as well, if they've had trauma at home the night before... Mm-hmm. They come in with a big dark cloud over their it's a heads. Shame, isn't it? you know, it's a sad life for them. It's like something mm-hmm. some don't have toilet paper to wipe their butts, so they smell. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like that is so shouldn't be happening in this day and age. You know, it just really shouldn't. That's horrifying. It's it's horrendous. And it's
1: getting worse. And yeah. then and then the, the, even there are a lot of children where the parents are working and they're still living in poverty. No, no, they're I just know. not earning enough.
2: I know. It's it actually just makes you want to cry, but we've mm-hmm. at least I mean mm-hmm. I think focusing on this hopeful message yeah. keeps everyone motivated to do something, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the young people are liking it. They came along to see Franny Scally with us, uh, the local councillor, and they were like, "Oh yeah, because because I invited them because I come and tell because there'd been a sort of I felt people were sort of saying oh, it was West End people with money, you know, and I was like, I just want them to oh, see. Oh, you're Mary Hills, yeah, just right. They're and due, there are real. The problems are really bad. Mm-hmm. They are really mm-hmm. bad. Um, you know, there are people without problems, but there is major mm-hmm. problems. So they went along and they were chatting away and they had a brilliant time there with them. You know, and they felt and he invited them to George Square. So it was just just that kind of thing, just involving them in the community and listening. So Excuse yeah, sorry. Yeah, also oh, uh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I was okay. just—it
1: yeah. um, was exporting. I just You're wanted okay. to yeah. make sure I had it where I could see. Yeah, it.
2: so no. yeah, no. I think mm-hmm. just giving them a voice. Yeah, they're absolutely. They—they they feel valued. Yeah. That
1: kind of thing. No, when I—I uh, I mean, I was a lone parent, um, mm-hmm. so I had my uh, yeah. two kids, and we had no money. We—we yeah. had—we we had no money. My, my um, ex-husband never mm-hmm. sent any money Gosh. or anything, so we had no money. But you were in a community. Yeah, you know, I was, I was near my, my family and also like that, and they never they never felt that they were no because they weren't, yeah, wanting, of they, they, the they weren't yeah. wanting. Yeah, else They weren't wanting. no, I think at that time I was only lone parent, Uncle Patrick. but um, because the, the the what they were getting out fishing and stuff. Yeah, they were getting really you know, good experience. And, and, experience. and actually, yeah. um, my boys. Um, we had ferrets and yeah. polecats. Oh, well. oh yeah. And then they would take, we ate rabbit every week. Whoa. They would bring home rabbits. Oh. I would go um, Oh my god, that's amazing. I go to, you should have talked about that, in I the would block. go to hang up um <laughs> I would go to get in the cupboard yeah. to hang get my coat and there'd be a rabbit hanging and again there'd be one oh line in god. the bath. Yeah. And we had these that's ferrets brilliant. and and polecats and they would they would go up and they loved doing that, yeah. In fact, my son, um, when he older well, son his first, he wanted to. Do, he went away and did an apprenticeship as a gamekeeper. Wow. Because that's, that, cause yeah. he was, they were so into yeah. the, um, going out. Not that yeah. that was a particular way. Yeah, but still, it just shows that, you it opens
2: up another opportunity that our young people don't have. It does. Or they don't even mm. think about. And just as even, I, I think knowing yourself is such a big thing as well. Mm. Like being able to spend time outdoors, you do get to know yourself mm-hmm. much better or with a community you get feedback mm-hmm. about who you are got a lot of
1: um, um well
2: that's you not acceptable that it, is
1: and and you a yeah. lot of um knowledge yes yeah you know of yeah. the um and and when john was good at school but my my, my, my john has schizophrenia so mm. he, he's he doesn't work around now mm. but when he was at school he was very very clever mm. he used to be taught for English a lot but I used to laugh because every single lesson started yeah. the same it would start on um, it was a cold crispy day yeah. when I was walking <laughs> because everything so it's all outside <laughs> on it's a all crispy outside. day yeah which And is he'll always Glasgow yeah. he
2: still he'll phone me he'll say mum I'm up the Humphrey he's oh, still that's brilliant. and all that, and it probably saves you know? him because mm-hmm. I think yeah. it can save people you mm-hmm. know it can really get you out of a dark hole because we're that our mental health that. group mm-hmm. they're all recovering um it's a peer group for people who've been in hospital, so mm-hmm. hospitalised through mental health. So it's quite serious mental health issues, but that group get a lot, like a huge amount, from coming down mm-hmm. to land and just you know gardening and helping with the bees or whatever it may be, or just coming for a walk mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. and just relaxing and yeah, you know that's, it's, that's fabulous. Yeah. Where do you get your funding from? Uh, the council. I said, I couldn't that because we've now they now support us, so they're not, we've, we've gone full mm-hmm. circle from. And I think that's because we always kept a positive, we never slagged them off or Mm -hmm. we tried to keep a positive, like the lines of communication could be Mm -hmm. kept open. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't burn our bridges too much. You know, we did obviously campaign and everything, but um, that's been quite good. So we get an integrated grant fund from them. Mm-hmm. And we get we're getting the summer we getting we just find out we got the whole Easter holidays mm-hmm. so we're going to take mm-hmm. them they they said they want to go to the time capsules, so we're doing that at the very end mm-hmm. and then we're going to do forest school with them mm-hmm. and they want to go kayaking and so we're going to be able to do fabulous. stuff around the land but also mm-hmm. other opportunities yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that so yeah that's amazing so that's mostly the council we got a wee bit of money from the lottery and that was it so but yeah so. That's great that's good. yeah so it's mm. good. it's a good project it's nice mm. to be involved with it yeah. yeah
1: no no that's, that's great yeah. that's really really good mm. so but it was fantastic you were able to get the book out I that's know a lot of work
2: it was a lot and Carol did um she was on at me it's like okay I'm doing it you know because <laughs> um, it was really hard to find the time mm-hmm. um I'm quite busy because mm-hmm. um, I'm quite involved in the community and um, it, it was quite hard to find the time but I did it, and I only could have done it really with Carol's support because mm-hmm. she she was very supportive, and yeah, and the, the whole series. The other books are really good too. You know, mm-hmm. like the one about violence, and new study psychology. Yeah, yeah, positive psychology. I was mm-hmm. interested in which mm-hmm. is all about um, not necessarily looking at um, broken, what's going broken, wrong. Broken, wrong. wrong. Yeah. yeah, but then I think the centre takes a more balanced approach of you have to look at. Both, mm-hmm. but it's about building yeah, capabilities yeah. and strengths, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and not denying the negative, mm-hmm. but trying to work with it. It's like a lifeline yeah. for a lot,
1: not of, lot of yeah. those kids, isn't
2: it? It really is.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad that they yeah. didn't those bloody houses. I know, thank God. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. just. I
2: know, and and I really, d- I really am disappointed about the school being in Mary Hill Road, just because our young people were trying to find f- hill that I are know. giving us coaches. Uh-huh. And it's just the red blaze is it's too there's it's too you can have too many injuries with it. It's very difficult to play football on. Mm-hmm. And is that still going to be there? The red blaze are, are they incorporating that into there, the school? No, or? That, that's what I was going to say. They're going to have one pitch, but it's going to be you know you know what it'll be like. Be all the all the people like uh, you know who who book it out very quickly and mm-hmm. then it's not open to them no, to book. No. And it won't be freely open all the time. They admitted that mm-hmm. when I asked them about it. Planning the, the consultation's in just now. Actually, there's a meeting this mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. about it. I'm going to go along to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought I would try and start what I did it with the children's wood was just start doing activities up there like yeah. netball, football, yeah. uh-huh. and just uh-huh. but that in itself is a full time. Yeah, you need mm-hmm. uh, you need someone to to lead on it, mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. finding that person because mm-hmm. I think I think mm-hmm. you you maybe could challenge it. Mm-hmm. Because there are, you could also do a campus approach yes, with the school. Mm-hmm. They could have a bit in the Wineford and a bit somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Wineford did have a school and they mm-hmm. campaigned for it to not be shut. And then mm-hmm. they shut it and everyone said they needed a school. Mm-hmm. And now we've got three schools really close to each other there's yeah, Denard, yeah. St Charles, and this school. And there's only one school up the other end of Maryhill Road and that's St Mary's. And it's mm-hmm. a Catholic school. So there's mm-hmm. no. So who's it? Is it Father Hill? Is the priest up there too, you know? Um, I can't remember. Um, uh-huh. I know mm. Mark's at the Maryhill Parish Church and the mm. Mark Rockhill Parish Church.
1: I know he used to be up there, Father yeah. Hill, and Father Hill was fantastic because he had previously been the chaplain at the University. Oh, oh right, okay. He's a oh, smart right, guy.
2: Down,
1: Hill. He's a smart guy, so if, it's, if he's still there... Um, I know he
2: was there at one point. i um, actually
1: better go because I might be waiting for the kids. He would He yeah.
2: would, um, yeah. He would. would Yeah. definitely
0: be... I would say he'd been okay. yeah. to... Okay, I've got a contact to see you at St. Greggie's. Or Maryhill Church. Oh, St. Louis. Yeah, this. Yeah. 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 Bye, Emily. Hope you got the kids. Thus ends another episode of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat you enjoyed that as much as i did and i'll catch you the next time bye for now